Hi, I'm Tian, and welcome to Cheetah Cheetah. In case you're wondering, Cheetah Cheetah means ambition in Bahasa, and we're interviewing Southeast Asia's finest and most ambitious people out of our Red Hill offices. We are now venturing out into the world, and I'm reporting out of our Red Hill branch in Berlin, in Germany. This week, we have Judy and Henning, the husband and wife team behind Clinkcase, a company that was founded back in 2004 in Berlin, when the startup culture was not even existing yet. Judy, who's Singaporean, and Henning, who's German, are now here with me to talk about their journey. So why don't we start with who you are and what your business is all about, Judy? Okay, um, my name is Judy. I am the co-founder and COO of CleanCased. Um, in 2004, my husband and I founded a software company called CleanCased. Um, CleanCase is an end-to-end electronic data capture and the e-clinical technology solutions. Um, maybe you might be wondering, you know, what is the meaning of electronic data yes. capture, right? Because it sounds fairly quite a generic sounding term. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but however, in the clinical trials field, it actually means something very fairly specific. Um, it's a system that collects clinical trial data in an electronic form as opposed to paper form. You know, in uh, before the invention of internet, the pharma companies um, collected data on paper. You know, so you can imagine, you know, yeah, how the... <laughs> Yeah, how tedious, you know, a trial can be, you know, you yeah. could collect at least, you know, per patient, 60,000 data points. Oh my God. Yeah, let, okay. let's imagine, you know, you have <laughs> one, um, patient. One, one patient, oh. you know, you have more than a thousand patients and uh, 20 different countries. Mm. So the whole logis- logistic part is quite a, cha- uh, quite a challenge. Mm. And, you know, they collect all their data, you know, um, by hand. Oh, wow. So, pen and paper. Yeah. Oh, my God. So, um, in 1998, um, my husband, Henning, he saw the opportunity on uh, of the internet and pioneered one of the first web-based electronic data capture system. Well, so it's the year 1998, and he already saw the rise and the potential in internet. What do you think the main challenges were when you started that company and... I mean, it's the year 1998, the internet just evolved. What do you think was the hardest part? I would say back then, the question was really, I mean, it's hardly imaginable nowadays, but people were really questioning if the internet is something that you can trust for like serious business applications or right. for, for real data. So it, it was all questions around like, um, encryption, what does that mean, how secure is it, or yeah. can we use laptops for this kind of critical data entry. Yeah. So you had, I had all kind of questions that in, in a certain way have not been answered, but we just all learned to live with computers and to trust them to a certain right. degree. So these questions have kind of faded away. Well, you clearly proved them wrong, to say the least. Um, was that your first company that you founded? Actually, I founded my, my first company out of when I was still at university, still oh, studying. Okay. Yeah, so, and, and I stayed with that company for five years. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in 2004, 
we together founded the the new company, which is Cleancase. Well, you guys are really the pioneers then, because back in 2004, there was no booming startup hub Berlin, right? It's literally you guys were the first ones to do this. Um, Judy, how hard was it for you to move away from a stable job? I mean, you had a job back in Singapore. How did you decide to take this radical step in your professional life? Well, um, because um, at that time, um, I know Henning um, in 2002, and for two years we had a long-distance relationship. So therefore, a few things that uh, came into my mind, you know, for example, um, this relationship need to progress. And uh, I was thinking, you know, maybe it's, it's time for me to have to um, to change, mm. and um, I wanted to be challenged, wow. and uh, I'm very curious actually to see, you know, the other side of the world. Yeah. So I said, well, okay, you know, um, I moved to Germany, and since then, you know, I've been living in Berlin since 2004. That's great, and you're doing so well. I think um, Berlin was a very good choice for you. Saying that, I'm sure that in the beginning, when you first set up you know, your business in this foreign country. Um, have you experienced any hardships and how did you overcome those? I mean, when we talk to people in Asia that want to expand, they are fearing language barriers, they are fearing cultural differences and just generally how things work um, differently in other countries. What did you face and how did you overcome those challenges? Well, I think um, basically... If you decided, you know, that your company is going to set base to um, to another country, a foreign country, I would say that um, you need to do a lot of homework in a, in the sense that um, you have to understand and know everything about this country. Mm-hmm. For example, the history, the culture, the people, mm-hmm. language. Okay, optional because English is the international language. Especially in Berlin. <laughs> yeah, and business culture. So you come together and you, you know just a jigsaw puzzle and you fixed it, mm-hmm. you know, and then you you think you think is like, okay, you know, is this the right place for you? Mm-hmm. You know, definitely there's kind of like a, a gap between, especially business culture. You know, there's a gap between a European business culture and a Asian business culture. Oh, okay. So are you able to compromise? Are you mm-hmm. able to you know uh, close the gap? Okay, so where do you see the biggest differences between doing business in Germany or in Europe in general and in Asia or Singapore? Um, in Asia, I think um, my impression, you know, you need to put on a rara show. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yes. I just, yeah, I just, um, you know, I refer to the relationship-based, you know, image-focused mm. culture, you know, mm. especially in Japan, Korea and uh, China, yeah. you know. Um, you need to close your deal holding your whiskey glass. <laughs> that is very true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, in Europe it's totally different. You know, in honesty is king. You know, mm-hmm. this rarasha is almost frowned upon. Correct. You know, if you start to be get um, do too much on your hospitality side, uh, your customers start to question it's the integrity. Yeah, the integrity of your mm. company. Yeah, but you know. Um, the Asian companies are more flexible on meeting customer demands. You think so? Yeah. 
you know, which is very important, you know, because it brings in more revenue to the company. Mm-hmm. But whereas the, um, so the whole business culture is more spontaneous. Yes. Yeah, it's very challenging, you know, because you never know what will come next. Yeah. However, um, European countries are very restrictive. Mm-hmm. You know, they are very um, regulation born. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they rather um, keep to their rules than to bring in more business. So in general, the business culture in Europe is quite predictable. Yeah, that's right. I actually can confirm those differences as well now that you say it. Um, anyway. You, you left Singapore, Judy. Um, is there anything you miss the most about Singapore and what would that be? Well, I miss the escalator in Singapore. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> have escalator. You? Yes. The MRT stations. Yeah, have you realized that the um, <laughs> escalator in Singapore is faster compared to Berlin? Yeah, it's faster. <laughs> Yeah, I really. They're also very long, like. Yes. Yeah. But it's fast. Yeah, it's very efficient. I mean, the country itself is very efficient. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, I really miss the, you know, hustle bustle feeling, you know, especially in a big city. Mm. You know, Berlin right now is a booming city. Mm. However, Berliners are very proud of its, you know, laid back NDA. You know, and it's, you know, it strives to create a very chill, creative working environment. Mm. Yeah, but. That's, uh, but I just miss the, you know, very, you know, energizing drive, you know, of Singapore. Yeah, I can totally relate and understand you. Like when I got back from Singapore and I came back to Berlin, I was thinking it's so quiet. Is it a Sunday? (laughs) But no, it was a weekday indeed. But yeah, it was very quiet. I understand. Uh, What about you, Henning? You have been to Singapore and you guys met in Singapore, right? So what's your impression, like as a German, what's your impression of Singaporean culture and um, what do you prefer over Germany or what do you prefer in Germany over Singapore? Um, I, I actually agree with, with Judy. Um, I, I also think that there's a huge difference, first of all, in feeling of the place. Like Germany is, uh, even Berlin, which is to many Germans already like a very um, stressful city, it's very relaxed compared to <laughs> Singapore. And then again, it's a totally different story if you go to like other big cities like Beijing or Shanghai. Yeah. Um, so it, it's a very different environment, first of all. And in terms of business, um, yes, uh, Germany especially is very, very results oriented. Everything is based on facts and um, we, we have a totally different culture of, let's say, the value of sales and the salesman mm-hmm. and how to present yourself. So, which is sometimes a problem when you want to fit in, but it, it also, of course, opens up a big opportunity for a small for a small company because mm-hmm. you can just shine with your let's say more uh, technical capabilities mm-hmm. and you can just get away at least for some time without um, like being being great on the on the sales and uh, marketing like mm-hmm. like the the shiny front desk. I uh, see. Okay, I understand. So very similar view on um, business culture. Um, you two are 
on on the one hand you guys are spouses and then on the other hand you are business partners how do you manage that <laughs> I, i can imagine that being very very stressful mm. obviously you see each other at work and then you come home and you see each other again <laughs> uh, do you have a strict separation between work and private life or does it sometimes you know still uh, come up at the dinner table what sales you did today <laughs> and what customer you talked to today it happens almost every day every minute <laughs> you know but um You know, the title, you know, itself already separate the role between us. Mm. You know, at work, he's the founder and I'm the co-founder. So we mm. have clearly outlined our roles. Mm. You know, in, Henny is in charge of the product space and I manage the finance and operation space. Mm. So we try, you know, we don't cross over to each other domains. So okay. we try to, yeah. You try to. Yeah. yeah. Then, and at home, um, I'm the wife, mother <laughs> of the children. Yeah. So he's the husband. The father of our children, right? <laughs> so as an Asian mother, so very, what you call that, um, stereotype, I would say, right? I'm the yeah. tigress, you know, I'm the tiger, tiger mom, mom. <laughs> at home. And uh, as an European father, you know, Henning is very caring and a very understanding one. So, you know, we do have lots of conflicts, that's for sure, you know, <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, um, remember what I've just said, space. You know, space is very important mm. in this in regards. Yeah. Each of us has our own space, so we try not to cross over. Mm. You know, but of course, in the reality, yeah. <laughs> it's not as easy as you say. Yeah. You know, but um, both of us actually care a lot about our work. You know, mm. and importantly, you know, our children. Mm. Yeah, and uh, I must thank Henning. You know, for all these years, you know, that he oh. respect. And uh, trusted me on my decision that I've made for the company. Mm. And he's very encouraging as well. Thank you, Henning. Well. <laughs> Do you have anything to add to that? <laughs> um, I, I think actually, I mean, um, um, building a company is, is uh, of Of course, very challenging, and and doing that together um, that creates a lot of uh, potential conflicts. But actually, I think raising children is more difficult than making oh. <laughs> <laughs> So I feel <laughs> I feel at, at work is is actually a, a bit easier to um, to 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 agree on things and. Really? to work together because mm. you, you you have this professional layer you have people around you mm. um, you you can sit down and agree on on the goals mm. I, I think raising children is just like that's every day a challenge <laughs> I mean especially you know we are from two different background you know yeah. an Asian mother <laughs> and all then uh, European father so it's always conflicts yeah maybe something to add to to answer your question um, we we are trying to have rules at home for example about mm. like bringing conflicts uh, from work home so uh, the, the, like not to bring them yeah. home <laughs> so that, that we don't 
talk about um, mm. conflicts at work, like at mm. home after, definitely not after 10, right before we go to bed or, or something like this, because we've been through all this and <laughs> it's, it's really, I, I can just say it's, it's not healthy. Yeah, certainly. I think uh, you have to implement some rules, just like you implement SOPs at work, right, to um, keep those conflicts out of your private life. Uh, anyway, Judy, you are a woman in tech. Um, tech is a very male-dominated field. How do you build yourself a name in such a field? Like, how do you stand out as a woman? Well, um, actually, I start from young. You know, in Singapore, I was working in an aerospace engineering company. Oh, wow. Yeah, and at that time, I was the youngest and the uh, female manager. So actually every day, you know, I'm struggling, you know, and the fight among the male managers. Mm -hmm. You know, so I suppose I'm, I'm used to it. Oh. Yeah. But um, I never saw myself um, as less than others, you know, when confronted. Mm. Um, I raise up to the challenge. <laughs> yeah? yeah. So my advice to all women out there, stay focused, believe in yourself, and don't be afraid of this male-dominated myth. <laughs> <laughs> That's very good advice. Okay. So with Clinkcase, you want to step out of Germany. Judy and Henning, you mentioned Singapore is one of your interests. Um, what are your plans for next year? Like, Do you want to expand? When do you want to do it? And how? Um, we are planning to set up one part of our product development team in Singapore. Mm -hmm. um, actually, at this moment, no big plans yet. You know, mm -hmm. all I believe, you know, just to stay focused and on what we have planned. Mm -hmm. You know, and step by step, see what comes next. Yeah. You know, and but anyway, you know, Singapore is always the best spot for European country to set based. You know, and later, you know, reach out to other parts of Asia. Yes. So it's kind of like, you know, a step stone. Yeah, yes. it's a must, you know, if you want to venture out to Asia. Yeah. And you are Singaporean and you employ Singaporeans too in your company. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, um, Singapore is my home. That sounds very exciting and I'm very, very keen to see what happens next year. Um, when it comes to being an entrepreneur or becoming one, you guys are the experts and I'm sure a lot of people would be very interested in your approach so if it was one or two pieces of advice that you could give to people out there that want to set up something by themselves what would that be what piece of advice would you give them you know first of all um my advice is, you know, if you're a startup company mm -hmm. and you want to um, seek for investment fund, um, you always have to remember that this um, money is not out of your own pocket. Mm -hmm. So you have to have the uh, mindset that, you know, this money need to be returned mm -hmm. one day in any form. So when you plant uh, on your business whatever you do you know if you have an investor in your company your investor come before you mm. that's my advice interesting so that's a very conservative approach right because most entrepreneurs go out there and seek for funding like that's 
their goal if you get funding then you're safe but you're you're saying that you should be cautious about um who to get on your board and uh, what consequences that might have so would you add something to that henning yes i i would agree so i i don't even know if if this is advice to to everybody i i think there there are different models um probably if you go for a consumer market then you really need the big investment in in order to get um out on onto the market um mm -hmm. if you go like like us for a b2b um oriented business model then it's it's really more about um building up your track record and um a a kind of natural growth of of your business mm -hmm. um be, because the the best advertising the best marketing you can have is actually a successful business that that yeah. you've done in the past and you you're more in it for uh you know it's it's more a marathon rather than like a 100 meter sprint <laughs> probably um yes and other than that i would say um never underestimate the the efforts that it takes to to build a an, an, an organization from the inside mm. this is so important to understand what um, people want like what your employees want what actually motivates them and this is becoming increasingly um, in, increasingly important this is one of the of of the great challenges um, maybe I mean, of of course, what you, what you need is a business model that um, let's say pays the bills. That is, that is very important. Um, but once you have that, the greatest challenges are, from my perspective, maybe um, like the internal um, the the internal growth, the, the growth of the organization itself. Absolutely. So. Thank you so much, guys, for your insights and valuable advice for aspiring entrepreneurs. I appreciate that you took time out of your insanely busy schedule. And yeah, I hope that you start off your business in Singapore and talk to you guys soon then. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. And that brings us to the end of this week's episode of Cheetah Cheetah. We hope Klinkay sets base in Singapore soon and will continue their inspiring journey as a husband and wife team. For more episodes, go to cheetahcheetah.asia. That's C-I-T-A-C-I-T-A dot Asia. Until next time, bye.